Hey, how are you guys? Good morning. Good morning to my best ever listeners. Good night to my best ever listeners. <laughs> Wherever you're at, right? If you're, if you're, you're watching, yeah. then hello. Uh, this is episode three, part one, and we are going to be talking about flipping today. We've got a lot to go over. We have got to do a lot of interesting things about flipping, you know, what kind of pan to use, what kind of dough to use. And at what temperature you need to flip the pancake so that it goes, <laughs> no, we're talking about flipping houses. You're hilarious. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, before we get anywhere, who is Tapan Trivedi? Tapan Trivedi, I am your uh, local friendly neighborhood real estate expert. Uh, I'm a full-time investor. Uh, I invest in real estate. And I create portfolios for people and myself. Now you've got a training platform that you that you uh, that you you know you you, you help uh, people all over I mean, everywhere. Yeah, and uh, I, I do that with my uh, a flagship uh, three day training where you come and you spend three days with me from nine to five and eight to five actually, and I teach you the basics of wholesaling, flipping. Uh, how to buy apartment complexes, how to raise money. And I have uh, uh, developed a 40-question test that kind of invokes the latent investor inside of you. It kind of tells me what is the best strategy for you. So I give that during only during my three-day events. Uh, what I've really found appealing about you is that you're so dedicated to these people. Um, I, you know, I've met and I've, I currently work with quite a few people that work with you. And just everybody across the board only has great things to say. It's so funny because people say, well, who do you work with? And I say, well, I'll give a couple of names. And Oh, to Pantrovetti. Yes, absolutely. This guy's a genius. Yeah, no, I like uh, helping people a lot. Um, the my monthly meetings uh, at the Sacramento Real Estate Club, mm-hmm. uh, sacramentorealestateclub.net. Um, and it's that's where I meet most of my people. And I, I spend about an hour a week just texting references. Kind of gives you an idea. You know, I mm-hmm. lend money for people. Mm-hmm. I go ahead and, you know, flip wholesale, buy apartment complexes, mobile home parks, the whole thing. But I, it comes down to what, you know, they say about um, Zig Ziglar, you know, if you help enough people achieve their goals, then you will achieve yours. Correct. Doing those. Absolutely. You're absolutely so, 100%. Yeah. Um, is he the one who created that? Came up with yeah, that? Zig Ziglar. It's, it's, it's a Zig Ziglar. He was a genius, that guy. All right. Yeah. So talk to me. What is flipping? Flipping. Flipping is when you purchase a property, mm-hmm. which is... Needs work, basically. Correct. Needs a lot of work, a little work, whatever that might be. And you bring the value of the property up in a very short time. And then you put it back on the market. Now, you sell it. now some people have said, well, flipping is illegal. Flipping's not illegal. Flipping's been around for a long, long time. I understand that. <laughs> but, but there's some people that think it's illegal because people have told me that it's illegal. No, flipping's not illegal. Of course, it's not. Uh, if you do it right, it's not illegal. Um, here's here's the reason why flipping works. It's because, it, it, and this is anybody who's been a homeowner knows that it takes a good five, six, seven thousand dollars a year to maintain the house in a good condition. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have your every three years or four years, you need to change your carpets, mm-hmm. you change appliances, you know, you keep the landscape, all those things, you know. Mm-hmm. It takes that much. And now if a household, for whatever reason, is facing financial difficulties, then those things do not get done. Correct. And at one point, it just basically spirals. Mm-hmm. So if you average it to $5,000 a month and take it to 10 to 15 years. 5000 a year. 5000 A year. A year. Yeah. And you average it to like, you know, 5, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. of deferred maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then it also kind of, you know, compounds, mm-hmm. the effect of that compounds. Because all of a sudden, there's a lot of stuff that somebody cannot do. And that's where a flipper comes in, you know, because what we do is we go in and fix all the problems with the code. We bring it to the current code and a lot of things. And we bring it uh, to the latest design scheme, all the new color schemes and stuff. It's basically a very, very inviting house. So we take what is essentially trash Mm -hmm. and we turn it into something awesome. You know, and we work really hard on that, and we sell the house eventually. Well, you know, here the, here's the thing: is is let's say that you've got a lot of people um, don't understand how it all works, but um, when you have your house next door to a dumpy house, let's say the house next door is if in good condition would be worth let's say two hundred fifty thousand, but unfortunately, it's not. It's worth one hundred and fifty thousand, and your house is worth. Let's say in your mind it's worth three hundred twenty-five thousand. Well, what's happening is is that dumpy house and the other one down the street and the other one over there and the one over there they're bringing your property values down. Yeah, and that's when you know uh, you gotta really, really. If you're trying to sell your house and there's a couple of lower comps, then you really need to make sure that your appraisal appraiser that comes to appraise your property mm-hmm. knows about the differences in those houses and yours, mm-hmm. because otherwise you are going to feel the hurt. Correct. Um, and that's the thing with single family is that, you know, unless you know what you're doing, uh, you will get hurt. Well, what's nice, though, is, is you guys come in and you take this old rundown house and now you're going to make this thing all state of the art and clean it up. And, and, and it builds up the whole neighborhood because it, now when that home sells, it's going to increase the value. Increase the value of, of uh, all the, the other neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the downturn, those were the things that were happening. You know, we were picking up houses left and right. And pretty soon, like, the my comps were the best high comps in the entire neighborhood. So I can I could go and tell uh, people that I was buying houses from that, hey, listen, I know what this is, how this works because I just did this house, this house, and this house. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, okay, hey, cool, we'll sell you my house. And it's it's a people business, you know. That's, that's the thing. And... Here's one thing I have to say, okay? There's what I call the HGTV effect. Okay. Um, There's, at any given point on TV, there's at least three to four house flipping shows. Mm -hmm. Now, these are guys are amazing, but they make it seem real easy, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people, they come thinking, oh, I'm going to mint money flipping houses because, you Correct. know, I'm going to do it just like Correct. those guys. Yeah. And the things that they miss are that they have had a lot of failures 
that they do not necessarily put it on TV. Well, yeah, when they're ripping down a wall, you don't know if there's pipes inside that wall, and you just start taking a sludgehammer to it, guess what? Now you've got a plumbing problem plumbing on problem. top of everything else. And things happen. <laughs> things happen, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you an incident that happened that uh, was a duplex that we picked up, and uh, I basically was... I, marked the wrong wall and I demolished it and then I'm like oh wow look this is a secret room out here and I call my (laughs) wife like look honey there's a secret room and she's like that's a duplex (laughs) you are literally breaking and entering into our tenant's house one side was trashy and all and I'm like okay I guess I am gonna go and tell them that you are not paying rent this month because (laughs) So, you know, I mean, and, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, and, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was a very bad introduction, you know, to the tenant. The tenant's like, you did what? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but he was very understanding. He was There's like, okay, things happen. Room. He was, he was, it he was, doesn't quite work like, like that. that. Oh my uh, gosh. So was, the bottom line is this. Know what you're doing, all right? So, <laughs> this is many years ago, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I was I was <laughs> such a novice in those days. I, you know, since then, I've oh, I've learned a bit. If you could, uh, well, you're you're training people all uh, literally all over Northern California. Yeah, so. secret rooms, huh? Secret rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever found secret rooms in any in, in, in any homes? Uh, no, I haven't. I found, <laughs> I found a hot tub in a bathroom at one point, and I still own that house, actually. My tenants love it. All of them love it. But uh, That's so funny. It's a different story. Um, all right. So uh, why isn't every contractor a flipper? And that's the thing, right? I mean, it's not about just the fix-up of the house. If you have a construction background, it really helps. However... The reason why every contractor is not a flipper is because it's about as much about house uh, acquisition at the mm-hmm. right price mm-hmm. as well as fixing it with the right amount of rehab. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is what we call the ARV, the after, after repair, repair value. Yep. And you need to know exactly what that's going to be with I would say up to like 110% accuracy mm-hmm. because that's where everything you count down from. Correct. So you have your after repair value minus your purchase price minus your rehab cost. Mm-hmm. And this is the, these are the things that people forget, the holding costs. Because... Oh, yeah. How long is it going to take for you to get that home sold? Plus, you're going to have to pay electric and... Right, PG&E all the holding and, costs, yeah. and um, then the sales cost. You know, right? currently um, it's so, almost always somewhere in between five to six percent is what you have to consider, mm-hmm. and five to six percent of the after repair value is Correct. what the uh, would be, and then there's other costs like staging costs. Mm-hmm. So if you're hiring a professional stager, and if you're playing in that. Uh, a market where staging is very important, then there are staging costs. For every month that your house doesn't sell, you are writing another check to the stager. Because you're renting that furniture. Yeah. And um, it's it's a it's a realistic cost, you know. 
Uh, and this is where people really get themselves into trouble. They say, well, you know, I've been a contractor forever. I can build houses. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But they don't know the numbers. Right. And it's as much about running the numbers constantly. Because every time you make a decision that was not a part of the plan, which happens a lot in flipping. Well, it should be in every business. One of the things that I do, one of the things that has allowed me to grow my business at the speed, at the capacity, um, is the fact that every single day I run my budget. Every day I know exactly where I am. Because expenses come out. My insurance has all came out today, right? So, of course, I've got to reevaluate the budget for the month. And the other thing that I do that a lot of people don't do is I never pay my bills with my money. I always pay my bills, I eat, I do all of my play, everything. I do all of that with OPM, meaning with the money coming in rather than with the money that I have today. So my my wealth always grows. And then I could that's where I can start buying cars and buying toys and watches and those and things with my money. That's the that's the key, right? I mean, there's a budget that you have and if you're smart and if you have learned from the right person, then you would go ahead and have an uh-oh portion Correct. of that. Because I haven't seen a single house where there hasn't been a surprise. Every house will present you with a surprise. And you got to understand, like, you know, there's not going to be your eventual state mm-hmm. of business would not be just one house. Mm-hmm. You have four or five houses going on at the same time. Correct. And it, they could all be spread out over an hour driving distance, right? So if you're thinking that you're going to go to this one house and fix it, and you're going to go ahead and, and, and the contractor and stuff, then, you know, you are selling yourself short. Well, the other thing is, is, I mean, things happen where they accidentally knock the wrong wall down. Right. Those things happen all Those the time. Those things happen all the time. And here's the thing, Right. I mean, so much due diligence need to be done before, like every decision, like buying decision, hiring decision, right? I mean, are you going to be your own GC? If you own the property, you're allowed to be your own GC. But, you know, if you if have that thing GC, in, in the... then you're going to have to be there. But if right. you've got five of them, you well, can't be there. Right. And and that's 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 the thing. Like, I mean, if the, a lot of people are like, you know, I'm going to do the fix-up myself, then you would do one house at best. A year. A year. That's pretty much it. And if that's that's what you want to do and, and then, that's your goal, then yeah, so be it. Yeah, well, but then your profits are your profits. I mean, if you've set yourself up to make $35,000, how are you going to have time to do one house and go to work? Right. Because you're not going to survive on $35,000. Right, you're a business person, right? You are not an artist. Unfortunately, when you're flipping, it's not about... And here's the most important thing about flipping. And here's the one mistake that a lot of people make is that they over rehab a property. Oh yeah, I was getting ready to say, they take a a home that's in some dumpy neighborhood, I apologize if you live in a dumpy neighborhood, but they're putting granite countertops and swimming pools and solar on the roof and all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's the thing, when you you start off, you see the comps, the comparables Mm -hmm. to that property, and you realize, you know what where the upgrades done to those properties. Mm-hmm. And that's what you rehab it to and nothing more. 
So if a house is three bedrooms, two baths, and the, your three comps had only one bathroom completely rehabbed and updated, then that's what you do. You don't do both of them. If Because, well, and here's the thing. The logic in it is, is well, I want to make this home better so I can sell it. It will sell. Right. And, it and, will and, sell. And, and that's where you're running the comps becomes so, so, so important. But it may cost ten dollars or $12,000, $15,000 to redo that bathroom, but it'll only increase the value of that home by five grand. Right. And you become the master of value. See, that's the thing. Every dollar that you put in, what amount are you getting back in value, correct, right? Correct. So you don't know. You have to think simultaneously as a contractor and as an appraiser. Correct. And that's that's where you succeed in flipping. Uh, what are some things people should look out for when flipping? First of all, I cannot stress this enough. Uh, you got to make sure that you hire the right contractor for the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, your contractor, the kind of contracts that you're using, the kind of things that you're doing with your contractor, right? I mean, you got to tell him on day one or her on day one that uh, these are the contracts that you'll sign. This is how I'm going to pay you. Every milestone of the flip, you will say that, you know, by this time, this should be done. And this is how much I'm going to pay you. Mm -hmm. And you, you will always be ahead on work on behind on payments. And, and you will bring up the full and final waiver of lien on the first time that you talk to that person. Well, what's nice about that is, is these people are wanting to get paid, therefore they're going to get the job done. If you pay them up front, they may skip out halfway through the project. Right. I mean, you don't want them to get up and leave and I go mean, to... I mean, I know, I know. I've had friends who have given $100,000 to a contractor. They had $20,000 worth of work and, and were gone. Right. And, you know, there's contractor horror stories all the time. Now, please, I love my contractors, okay? We always pay them. But... It's like any other business, it's fraught with a lot of problems. And when those things happen, you need to know how to handle it before it happens. Well, here's the other piece. If you go and got a job, you don't expect them to pay you before you get the work done. Right. <laughs> you get your work done and then they give you money. I mean, it's simple as that. So, right. yeah, pretty simple. Um, make sure that when you knock down a wall... You're not knocking down the neighbor's wall. Nah. <laughs> I think that's the takeaway from this thing. It's not a no, secret the, room. The, the, the most important part. Hey, is, honey, there's a secret room with people with room. people sleeping in there. <laughs> no, that was a novice mistake. And, uh, but that was a long again. time ago, though. So, I mean, uh, it yeah, was it, like my second or third house ever that we fixed. When you're getting into the business... Um, I don't care what business, you're going to make mistakes. It is what it is. And the funny thing is, is at the time it was probably not very funny, but it's, it's funny now. And the only reason it's funny now is because of how foolish of a mistake it was. Right. And, you know, it's it's always, you know, eventually what happens on every endeavor that you do in your life is the kind of stories that you collect. Exactly. It's so. like the first time I said the F word on the air. <laughs> <laughs> that was an embarrassing so. moment. <laughs> So right now, if you are at a, at a place in your life that you want to become a flipper, then there's two or three skills that you need to acquire. One is accurately um, estimating the after repair value. Okay. And second is accurately estimating 
the rehab cost? How much is it going to cost to fix this house? So if you're up and coming, then, and if you have the vacant house, then what you can do is take three contractors out there and ask them for a rehab estimate. But you have to write what we call a scope of work. Right, so you, you gotta get really good at writing the scope of work because you tell them what they need to bid because otherwise they're gonna write down pretty much everything and you think that that is what needs to be done. No, you decide what needs to be done on the house, right? And they may miss something. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. may think, oh, this HVAC is okay and you will be like, no, this does need to be Or changed. the roof needs work. Or the roof would. needs work. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, your house, mm-hmm. your project, you decide. And... This is the thing that a lot of up-and-comers or newbies, they do not do, is that you need to go and evaluate the rehabs in at least 75 properties. You have to put in the legwork Mm -hmm. before you will start getting head or tail Mm -hmm. of how this works. And you don't have to flip 75 properties, but you have to take your spreadsheet, and I have a wonderful spreadsheet, flipping spreadsheet, how to estimate rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I give them at my training events and all. And what you do is you go to houses that are fixers on the MLS. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be houses that need work on the Correct. MLS. Correct. And you have your realtor go ahead and tell you those houses and open them for you. And you go in and run your spreadsheet. And something happens around about the 30th house where something clicks in because you are able to see the pattern. Mm -hmm. So there's a base rehab that needs to be done on every house. Like you have your uh, flooring, your paint, your texture, uh, your kitchen upgrade, and your bathroom upgrade. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much standard in almost every flip. Mm But along with there, there's every house also comes with a couple of salient features, whether the the roof is not working or the HVAC needs to be replaced or something in the basement mm-hmm. or underneath the house or the landscaping or something. And there's at least one more surprise. So when you're running your numbers, your entire profit depends upon you running those numbers accurately. Because if you messed up on that. Where is the money gonna come from? Well, the last from your thing profit. You, yeah. Well, the last thing you want to do is get into a flip, find the money, go in, and then guess what? You run out of money mid-project. But you still have to pay back the money that you know your investors. Right, and and that's that's a sad situation. To I be. mean, that's where lawsuits come in. Yeah, maybe jail time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if somebody presses charges for stealing eighty thousand dollars, or one hundred and fifty, or a quarter million, or even a million dollars, I mean, those things happen all the time. And here's the thing, right? Why not go ahead and put in the time to estimate those rehab costs? Do it right the first Do time. Do it right. Yeah, put yeah. in the work. And then, you know, go ahead. And And remember, 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 risk. There's always risk. So factor in risk. Factor in the fact that you, you, there may be a contingent plan. I mean, there might be a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. Ideally, you should have at least three exit strategies for every house that you take in. 
I'm going to flip it. If I cannot flip it, then I'm going to go ahead and rent it out. Is it surprising that I know this much about this business when I've never actually done it? <laughs> and that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, uh, you go ahead and do this uh, and if people are like, okay, I cannot rent it. But it's because you are thinking of renting it monthly uh, 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 on a lease. But if your house is in a good neighborhood, you owe it to yourself to run the Airbnb numbers also. Because mm-hmm. if you are running the Airbnb numbers, and if you have a four-bedroom house, and if you can rent all the four bedrooms on a consistent basis with all the service costs going to your Airbnb tenants, mm-hmm. then it may work out that you may be able to keep the house buy if hold. you're yeah buy and hold, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about flipping it. Frank has done a wonderful job teaching me this business, huh? Has he not? <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Um, uh, how do you get the money for getting a flip, buying a flip? Well, because here's the thing, right? Um, you cannot possibly go ahead and go to your Wells Fargo or Chase or correct. whatever, and, and you're not going to get it. You're not going to get a conventional or an FHA loan FHA on a loan property, property that's not going to pass the property inspections. So you gotta go what we call the hard money lenders, correct? And the hard money lenders are just there. Their terms are really hard for you to swallow. Yeah, you're talking about two or three points, but it's short term. Also short term. It's very short term. What short? So it's it's about it's churning actually, and burning. Actually, it's as short as term as you allow it to be. Right. And you need to know how to negotiate with your hard money lenders, mm-hmm. right? So the t- usual terms are you have two to three points and you're paying 12% interest. Them And most people, when they hear the 12%, there's just alarm bells that go in. But, but that's not, a factored cost but that's not in even, the flip. But that's not even amortized interest, though. Correct. It's just interest only. Correct. It's interest only. So so you, you're not paying any principal at all during the length of the loan. And, you know, I mean, an average flip nowadays would last somewhere in between 6 to 12 months. At one point, they used to last three months. You know, you got your one month. That the, you, you fixed up the house mm-hmm. one more month to get the offer and one more month for the financing to go through mm-hmm. on the others on the buy side and you know you sold the house now almost every house that you're doing uh, it's uh, like four to six will, months yeah it'll because uh, the lipstick flip what mm-hmm. we used to call is not available as prevalently anymore for the simple reason that the market is really different now. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is you have to create the value by adding square footage in the house and that requires that you do a plan check with whatever your local municipality is, whether Got it's it. a city or whether it's the county or whatever that is. And those plan checks almost always take time. Correct. So before so before you get to go ahead and fix anything on the house, you've already written at least one or two of every holding cost check that you have to write. Mm-hmm. So you have to factor all those things in before you go ahead and jump into seeing HGTV and thinking, and yeah, I'm going to flip, I'm going to flip. that's where your training comes in. Okay, so the training platform, it's at its very basic level, it's three days with me. And I am teaching you guys 
how to wholesale properties, how to flip properties, how to buy apartment complexes and multifamily real estate, and how to raise money. Those are the four things that everybody at least needs to be aware of before you go into real estate. So mm -hmm. if you are a real estate investor or, or you always just thought about being in real estate and think that, you know, it's something that you would like to do or lo know more about, mm -hmm. then, you know, you should definitely come to this three-day training. What about uh, the people that have spent $25,000 or $50,000 other places and they've taken the training, they know it, but they still don't know where to start? I mean, we... Over and over, people come up to uh, after the training, and I have testimonials of those people that have gone on video and said that I learned more from this three-day training than I learned in my $12,000 class, my $25,000 class, my $50,000 class, my $80,000 class. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I give it all. I make sure that you understand. I take my time, to, and I, I'm there occasionally at least one time. Uh, uh, the training got done at 5 o'clock. And I was there till 10 o'clock at night answering questions from people. Mm -hmm. And I give it my all. And I'm I there. I think the big thing is, is that you know a lot of these gurus come through town. Um, and I say they come through town because they're all in Florida or they're in wherever they're at. And they come through town. And they may have done a transaction here, but they don't know our community. They don't know the community. And, you know, I mean, they don't have most real estate investment gurus take zero care about who you are, right? It's they're they're, selling, they're, Their pitch is always the same. They're selling a training. That's they're selling what they're a training. selling. And everybody should do this training because I could do it and I was not that good of a student. And if I could do it, anyone can do it. So you should do it and so look all these people that made all this money from it. That would be like saying, I can be Grant Cardone. No. No. I can't work 20 hours a day. That's not my chemical making. I'm, I can't do that. Right. You are a sum total of everything that you have done so far. And there's a reason who you are what you are, right? And what I'm trying to do is match you with the best strategy for you. I'm taking into consideration who you are as opposed to just saying, this is what you should do. And you know, that's the reason why most real estate investment trainings fail. I mean, people have spent thousands and thousands of dollars and failed. You, they don't do a single deal. But you're right here in our community doing business right here in our community. You have a 916 phone number and people can call you directly and ask you questions. They can do business with you. They can send leads to you. They can ask for advice. They can... You're right. here I, for these people. I'm here. And, you know, I have, I also, that also puts me in the smack bang in the middle of deal flow. And I love that. Well, I, I think it's funny because, again, like we said at the beginning of this episode... You work with all the same people we work with. You work with Frank Verney. You work with Michael Nerby. You're working with the same core people. And I, ironically, you're not a, you're not even in my group, my real estate group, but you're working with all of my people. Right. And see, here's the thing, right? I mean, if you have best ever listeners, please listen. And this is the one thing that you need to understand is that uh, – uh, Every portfolio needs to have at least a portion of it in real estate. That's my understanding, right? And depending upon who you are, there's a strategy that should be the best for you. And that's one of the things that we teach. Uh, so if you are something that you are interested in, call me. 916-613-1921. Once again, that's 916-613-1921. Or 
write to me, Sacramento Real Estate Club at gmail.com. One of those two things. And, you know, there's, I say there's people, people, paper people, and property people. And people, people always pick up the phone and call. Property people, they would go ahead and call, but they will call at some weird hours after the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fix up is done. Or there's property people that are, you know, very paper oriented, very contract oriented and stuff and they will send me a very detailed email and their first email will have like six questions in it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then I just tell them hey this is a little bit too much because I don't know you (laughs) (laughs) but just just, just come on down to the training you know what type of people are you looking for though so uh, this training works because it's a it's it's a a a base level training Mm -hmm. it works best for people that have never done a deal Mm -hmm. or people that have done less than five deals. Okay. If you've done more than five deals, then you probably know what you're doing. Right. And, and, you know, uh, uh, the, you will still learn a lot mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's always... I learn from people every day yeah. in, 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 in entrepreneurship and I've been coaching people for 20 years. Yeah, and so, you know, if you are at the point in your life that you're actually seriously thinking about, hey, my numbers are not going to work out for my retirement and all, then, you know, call us. And see how real estate could be a part of your portfolio. Absolutely. Um, how do people get in contact with you? Sacramento Real Estate Club at gmail.com or 916-613-1921. Once again, that's 916-613-1921. R-E-I-A Sacramento.com. R-E-I-A Sacramento.com. 916 916-613-1921. Look, at the end of the day, it's this. Is what you're doing working? Do you have a retirement in place? Have you ever wanted to get into real estate? Or maybe you're saying, I'm waiting until the right time. Well, I can tell you right now, if you wait until the right time and you don't know what it takes to get there, then you're not going to wait until the right time because you've just missed out on all the deals. Okay? Go through the training. Become better. Learn something. R-E-I-A sacramento.com again 916-613-1921 and just remember what i always say is that real estate is like a child take care of it for the first five to seven years Mm -hmm. and it'll take care of you for the rest of your life all right we're gonna go to a break actually we're wrapping up uh we'll see you all tomorrow night see you around